You are listening to another episode of the Hey Social Babes podcast. My name is Brittany Megan, and I will be your host. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, social babes, welcome back to the podcast. I am super excited for today's episode. Today, we have Sydney DeLucci, who is a social media manager turned social strategy and business coach. Sydney was forced into solopreneurship by the way of the pandemic. And if you asked her, she'd tell you that if she can do it, so can you. Today, we're going to be talking about all things scaling your business and dreaming big. Hey, Sydney, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Brittany, thanks so much for having me on. Of course, it's such an honor to have you, girl. I'm super excited to pick your brain. I know you've made some massive changes in your business, so I know it's going to inspire so many people. So with that being said, why don't you tell us about yourself and how you started your journey as now a social media agency owner? Absolutely. So I'll get into this in the episode. I am positive, but I am a social strategy and business coach now because I realized that being a mom, there's a lot of things that are on my plate. So the fact that I loved the social media aspect, I didn't have time to actually be doing all of the pieces. So being forced into solopreneurship because of the pandemic really made me reevaluate what filled my cup and how I was going about running a business, making the money, scaling the business and everything. So I now have a team of five amazing women that help me. And that journey has just been ridiculously insane. We focus on helping women entrepreneurs typically, not nothing against like the men out there, but <laughs> we help those women entrepreneurs find the confidence it within themselves to show up online and the magic that happens within that is just like absolutely magnetizing like it's giving me goosebumps right now because once they're so so wildly them and so confident like their content sells for itself and then it takes the weight of having to fill their programs and their courses off of their shoulders I love that so much and honestly I just want to say first of all like the fact that you've built a team that's something that so many entrepreneurs dream of so I want to kind of backtrack a little bit and ask you, have you always known that you wanted to be an entrepreneur or was this new to you? The really long end of the story is that I started in multi-level marketing and it started just like, okay, well, I'm just going to use this mascara for my wedding. And then I was like, uh, well, I can make money off of this. And then it kind of snowball affected from there. People started asking me about like my social media stuff. And I was like, yeah, I can help you with that. But then I was like, why am I not getting paid for this? And I think that was the click where it was like entrepreneurship because I love helping people. But also at the end of the day, like adult life, we have bills to pay. Like, sorry, y'all, but we do. So I kind of just branched off into that. I didn't always know that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I always described myself previous that I was your best workhorse. Like, I'll get everything done for you. And that kind of feels like not where I'm at at all anymore. Like, I would rather be the one making the decisions, which is so scary because if you're familiar with Enneagrams at all, I'm an Enneagram six. So I'm a worrier. I'm supposedly indecisive, but having to step into this role has really helped me like peel off of that Enneagram platform style personality. But yeah, I kind of stepped into that entrepreneur role. I used to co-own a business and I'm sure we'll talk about that in a little bit, but I was so scared to do it by myself because of like the indecisiveness. So co-owning a business sounded like the best step 
forward. Well, you're our 99th episode on the podcast, actually. So out of 99 people that we've interviewed, it's kind of crazy because the amount of people who have said, I got into entrepreneurship through multi-level marketing, myself included, is insane. And I feel like it's just one of those industries that really kind of trains you how to be a girl boss. Like that's really what it is. That's where I learned so much of the confidence. Cause like one of the key things about showing up on social media, when we were learning in the MLM space was you have to do Facebook lives every day. And this was back in 2016, 2017, when they had just come out with lives. So we were like, Oh my God, the reach is crazy. So we were like doing them every day. And, uh, y'all like my shirts, I had to change my shirts after every live because I was sweating so profusely. Like I was so nervous, but then a couple hundred episodes later, I'm just sitting there like, what's up guys. Let's, let's put on makeup today and just chat. So that forced into confidence was so, so, so helpful. And I love that that is such a good platform for women to like find that about themselves because we are so capable of so many things. I a hundred percent agree. And like you said, you kind of never really had that entrepreneurial bone until that point. So it's kind of crazy to kind of just look back and see what kind of shaped your journey. And with that being said, at this time, when you decided to, you know, step into the social media management space, did you have your children at that point? Nope, I did not. My daughter will be two in March. So I co-owned a business with a gal and we went about like the social media management. We were making decisions together and I didn't necessarily always agree with the decisions, but I just went along with it because I didn't know any better and this was brand new to me. So then like I was learning what I liked and what I didn't like. And then I got pregnant before it was just like, whatever, like whatever little money we make is fine. Like it's more than just sitting around, right? Because at that point I was in it for like the freedom of the finances. Got pregnant and then throughout my pregnancy, I was like, all right, well, we need to start seeing a little bit more of an influx. So I was starting to think like, is this where I see myself? Do I see myself consistently making decisions and being held accountable to another person that is co with me? And that's nothing against people that have like a co-owned business at all. But as I was like reevaluating things, it just wasn't aligning with where I was at. And having to conform to somebody else's schedule was just like why I was an entrepreneur anyways. Like I didn't want to do that. So I decided that it was best for my family and myself to end that relationship with the co-owned business. And then I ended up going and working with an agency because it was a little bit better like compensation, especially being a new mom. I was battling with postpartum depression during this time too. So I had literally no self-confidence, no self-worth. My child, she didn't know night from day for the first like three months of her life. So she was sleeping randomly. And then I wasn't sleeping at night because I was still breastfeeding. All the listeners out there are like, what is happening? (laughs) Yeah, baby fever gone. Right. But she's the best. Like, feel free to go and like peruse my Instagram because she's the freaking cutest after we got through that time frame. But when I was in that stage of life, the agency life was what I needed. I needed to be able to show up and just do what somebody asked me to do at that point. But then I was noticing that I wanted to flex my abilities a little bit more and stand on my own two legs. And I would share my input and then it wouldn't go how I wanted it to go, basically. So I was like starting to think, I was like, hmm, well, this is okay for right now. And then as I was starting, to think that pandemic happened, lost my job. Then I was like, oh, well, I guess I just don't have a choice now. (laughs) That's so stressful, especially being a mom. I feel like this pandemic, it's been like growth for so many people. You've kind of been thrown into it and like forced to have that kind of like fight or flight. And I'm sure just kind of scaling and actually building a team, I can just imagine how stressful building a team. So like, let's talk about that. So you kind of get thrown out of your job, no opinion.
union, no say, just thrown out of your job. You're kind of in this spot where now you've got to balance being a mom. You need to balance having a business and you're like, girl, I can't do it all. So like, let's backtrack and like, talk to us about that process. Like what was going through your head? How'd you make that decision? Yep. So I started getting a few social media management clients and I'm very detail oriented when it comes to those things. I'm very thoughtful about how I put together the content for the client. And I was pretty much at max capacity with three clients, full service clients. And I was just sitting there. I was like, how is this sustainable? How am I going to be able to do this? Like I always say money and I hope that the listeners out there, I hope that you understand that I don't mean it like, oh, it's all about the money. But when you're scaling and you have goals and you have a lifestyle goal and a dream and that passion is fueling that dream, you have to make those monetary like connotations to it. So just wanted to put that blanket statement out there. A hundred percent. But like we start a business to make money. You're in a business for financial freedom. A lot of it ties back to money somewhere or another. So we totally get it. Perfect. Okay, good. We're on the same page. So the money was great, but I was like, how am I going to up level? So like you see everybody talking about a 5k month, 10k month, six figure year. Like, okay, we can like dive into that later if that's a really good thing to be talking about. But I was wondering what that next step was going to be for me because I was like pulling my hair out, like with client communications and having one-to-one meetings with them. And then people still wanting to work with me, but I didn't have time to put out a course. I didn't have time to sit down with them. I didn't have time to bring them on. And I was like, oh, what am I going to do? And then meanwhile, my child is coming over and closing my laptop. And I'm like, my heart is ripped out of my chest and I'm like crying. And it's just like snot everywhere. It's a really great scene, y'all. And (laughs) so I was like, all right, how can we fix this? So I noticed that the first piece of the puzzle that needed to be offloaded off of my schedule was the actual scheduling of the content I was creating. So that was the first thing I outsourced. And I came to this decision because I made a list of all of the things that I didn't necessarily hate doing, but like maybe just didn't like it as well as it was just taking my time to sit at the computer and wait for things to move over to where they needed to go or copy and pasting. And that's not fueling from my zone of genius. So I wrote that list out and I also made a list of the stuff that lit me up that I loved doing. And I also have a podcast. I love talking to people. And that was something that I wanted to start back up doing, but I didn't have the bandwidth to even think about it at that point. So I made a list of my priorities, the things that filled my cup. And I kind of made this bridge from eh to like where I really wanted to be. And I realized that I needed, she's not a VA. She's like my right hand. I told her to call herself whatever she wanted and just let me know. She's basically like my girl Friday. She does everything that I need. And she started out just doing like the scheduling of the things. And then she took over one of the clients creating the content for a client as I took on more people. And then it started to move into this piece where, okay, well, I have more inquiries now because I have more bandwidth to show up on my own social media now instead of just doing my clients. So they're seeing me more. So now more people are interested. And it was again, the snowball effect. So the growth started to happen because I was able to be present and talk about it. And fuel my team as well. So now I have five. I have a VA. I have my girl that I just mentioned, the girl Friday. I have a social media manager lead. So I have that. And then I have my brain. I call her my brain. I offload things to her (laughs) because my brain is like this big old like noodle soup, like the alphabet soup up there. So I need somebody to like put the words together for me and keep me in line because mom life, I used to be like, what are you talking about? Mom brain? And then karma came right back around and bit me in the butt. So that scaling, I wake up some nights and I'm like, (gasps) 
am I going to be able to pay them? Of course I am. But like, it's one of those things that you think about, like it's that weight on your shoulders to keep driving you forward to make sure you're still bringing in the clients. And it's actually like up to my own personal marketing game because I know that I need to keep the pipeline full so that when somebody leaves or when they're done with their package, we still have more people coming in. So that delegation and the outsourcing of things has really allowed me to free up my time to kind of step into that lifestyle goal that I wanted at the end of it, as well as scale that business. That is so inspiring, girl. And honestly, I feel like anybody listening is probably thinking like, yeah, 100% when you were saying like that kind of fear of like, am I going to be able to pay people? That's something that we think of. And it's sometimes it's like you were saying, of course, you're going to be able to pay them. But it's like that scary feeling of, okay, now it's not just me that I'm worrying about it. It's all these other people and their families that I'm worrying about. And it's on me, I've got to pay them. That's insane. So with that being said, I guess my question is, is do you have any pointers or tips for anybody that's kind of looking to scale and building a team and they're like kind of feeling that too or don't know where to start? So the lists is where I would start for sure. Make sure that you are doing stuff that fills your cup, especially make sure that you have time to work in self-care stuff. Like, yeah, I really love the the social media content creation side and being the creative brain and working one-to-one with my coaching clients. That is the work goal for me. And then I check in with everybody else. But the personal goal for me is to be able to get my daughter up in the morning. So she has her big girl bed on the floor, but she's still in her crib. So we lay in her big girl bed for like 15, 20 minutes and we snuggle and we start the day that way. And just the shift that that's made in her life and her day-to-day encounters has been so fulfilling for me. So working time in to do that and then working time in to work out. So my background, I was in fitness instructing for like seven years. I taught indoor cycling and pure bar and my indoor cycling background, that's really aggressive kind of. And like the rap music and the move, be, get out the way. Like that's my like vibe. Let's go. And so I have to have that outlet to where I can have that like aggression pumping through my ears so I can get it out. So I guess my tips for people is to just think about your future goal. Get into this habit of saying end goal. It's never an end goal, but what is the goal for your future? Maybe in the next year, maybe in five years. Think a little bit more than just next month or in the next five months and see what that looks like for you and then reverse engineer it to figure out what steps you need to make to get there. So I actually was on TikTok the other day and there's this series where this guy is like, I'm going to trade this paperclip for an airplane. And I'm like, oh yeah, right, whatever. And then I keep watching the TikTok and he traded the paperclip for fountain pen. And then he traded the fountain pen for a computer or like these are big jumps, but for example, and then he traded the computer for like a motorcycle. So every trade he was doing, he was taking a step up and that was his like active fuel of the scale. And then he eventually got to the freaking airplane. I was like, what? That is insane. It literally is such a good example of how you can grow though. Mm -hmm. So making those minor tweaks along the way, like, yeah, it's going to take a little bit, but that's why it's a future goal. Like this big future goal, you're not going to get to living the the lake life. I live near Lake Norman. So you're not going to get to living in that big mansion on the lake. If you just sit in your backyard and you just think about the lake, like you actually have to make those moves up to it. So such good tips though. And honestly, I love that idea of making that list because you're right. Like just actually thinking about 
about what is it that you enjoy doing and what do you not enjoy doing? Because if you're going to outsource anything or bring anybody onto your team, why would you give them the parts that you love doing? Think about the things that you don't enjoy doing, right? And maybe somebody else will enjoy doing them and it's going to be a perfect match. Exactly. Operating in your zone of genius will help everybody be more successful, especially those people on your team. Like when you bring somebody onto your team and they're really good at email marketing, but you make them do Pinterest, like that doesn't make sense. A hundred percent. It like makes them want to show up and it makes them be passionate about what they're doing as a part of your team versus like feeling kind of like they're in an area that's not for them. Right. And it just, it also like retention, employee retention, like it keeps them around longer because they enjoy what they're doing. So a hundred percent girl. And I want to backtrack to when you were saying just how important it was for you to kind of like make sure that you had that moment with your daughter in the morning and talk a little bit about being a boss mama. So there are so many mom bosses that listen to the podcast. And one thing that we hear over and over and over again is mom guilt. Is this something that you deal with? And do you have any tips? Yes, on a day to day basis. So my husband does a lot with our daughter with our family, but I am mostly responsible for our daughter. So she's with me every day. So like I am responsible for taking her to school and making sure she's fed and clothed and changed and all that jazz during the day. So the mom guilt is heavy when I don't do those things. And it's just a mindset thing. Like he is equally as much of a parent and we have so much help. We have a fabulous nanny and her school is amazing. But like scaling this business and being a mom, like I said before, she'll come over and close my laptop and it just makes my heart just like shatter because she's starting to recognize that I'm spending so much time on the computer. But I've had to try to shift myself into this mindset that she's not feeling a, a type of way about it. She's just acknowledging the fact that mommy's playing on her computer. Like she doesn't know what I'm doing. But I've made it a point to include her in things like, oh, you want to come watch this video that I'm editing? Or you want to come look at the pictures while I'm like scrolling through to pick a picture for a client post or anything of that nature. So I've tried to include her a little bit more and that's been helping my mom guilt. It doesn't go away 100%. Like the last two nights, my husband took care of baby bath and bedtime and I was on clubhouse. (laughs) The mom guilt was just so terrible because my office is underneath her room. So I could hear them like moving around and she does this thing at night where she kicks her crib and I could hear it underneath there and I was like, I want to hold her. So mom guilt tips, it's mindset and trying to include them and know that you are doing something amazing for not only yourself, but also your children. And they will learn that you are a boss and that they can be whatever they want to be, especially seeing you sitting at home with them working your butt off to do this, to be home with them and change the game for your family. Those are such good tips. And I like, I'm getting emotional. I'm not a mom, but I just know like all of my girlfriends who are moms that have businesses. You're right. A hundred percent. It's such a struggle because you want to be there for all of those moments. And I think another thing to add to what you were saying is it's just so important to remember that just the fact that you're a boss mama being at home, you were there for so much more than other moms are that are in the corporate world. Absolutely. And no matter where you work, like you are allowed to be working. And I just wanted to put that out there for moms. Like this mom guilt, it's such a social stigma. Like men don't have dad guilt. I've never even heard that word used. We are allowed to work. We are allowed to be CEOs and boss babes and raise your daughters to be freaking boss babes. I'm going to say this. I don't mean it as like child labor, but like the moment she can start feeling that entrepreneur spirit, if that's what she wants to do, 
Hell yeah, let's do it. Do you want to color pictures and sell them? Like mommy will put it on your on her Facebook. Like, let's see what happens. I love that so much. And it's so true. Like we literally are setting an example. And I think that that's like the coolest thing ever. So that is so amazing, girl. This has been such an amazing and juicy episode. I have one last question for you. And it's what is your favorite boss girl quote and why? Oh, this one is so good. So my favorite boss girl quote is you are the only you and that is your superpower. And that ties so well into my whole agency branding. It's called Wildly You Collective. My team members, I am there to help them make whatever they want from working with me. So if that means they have their own team eventually, that's what we do. And then the Wildly You part is exactly like what that quote says. You are the only you. People buy from you. And that's why you're showing up on social media, right? So we help you build that brand that's Wildly You so you can be so confident and just magnetize all your ideal clients. I love that so much. It's definitely such a Sydney quote. Like you can literally hear it's like such a you quote. So I love that girl. And I feel like it's just, it's such a good quote for everyone to remember because I always say like you are your biggest asset. So if you're not you, nobody else is going to be you. So that was a perfect quote, girl. Tell us how we can stay connected with you. If you have any upcoming launches, we know you have a podcast. So tell us all the things. You can find me everywhere at Sydney Delucci, Sydney, like Australia, S-Y-D-N-E-Y, Delucci, D-E-L-U. U-C-C-H-I. I'm sure it will be in the show notes. My name is hard to spell. So Instagram and Clubhouse are where I've been hanging out. Shoot me a DM. Would love it if you'd tag me in a story. I have my dynamic content generator. So if you guys are struggling with content creation, but you can't outsource the social media, check this out. It's going to help you create specific content to you in like less time than it takes you to get a Clubhouse invite. So feel free to check that out. And then I have a freebie for you guys. It is the Wildly Converting Captions workbook. It goes hand in hand with that generator and it'll help you expand on those prompts that it gives you. That is so amazing, girl. Thank you so much for all of these juicy tips. It's been such an honor having you on the podcast. Guys, make sure you go ahead and follow Sydney. There is so much she's got going on. She's got so many amazing resources. We're going to tag everything in the show notes below and stay tuned because in a few months, we actually have an episode coming out on Sydney's podcast that you guys are going to want to stay tuned for. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode. I hope that you guys love this and until next time stay social thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the hey social babes podcast if you liked this episode don't forget to share it to your instagram stories and until next time stay social